Hello from the BBC. I'm Alexander Griffiths with an update on the war in Ukraine. The first high-level talks between Russia and Ukraine since Moscow's invasion two weeks ago have failed to make progress on agreeing a ceasefire. Ukraine's Foreign Minister Dmitry Kulabar met his Russian counterpart in Turkey. Mr Kulabar described the negotiations as difficult and said Russia's position showed no sign of changing. They will continue their aggression until... Uh, Ukraine meets their demands. And the list of those demands is a surrender. And this is why it is not acceptable to us. Russia's Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov told reporters there would be attempts to improve the situation for civilians. He also said Russia's military operation was proceeding according to plan and made unverified claims that Ukrainian troops are deliberately putting its own citizens in harm's way. We explained what measures are being taken by our military on the ground in order to help alleviate the plight of civilians who've turned out to be largely hostages. They're being used by so-called volunteer battalions, by so-called territorial defence forces as human shields. Here's the BBC's diplomatic correspondent, James Landale. For an hour and a half, in a lavish Turkish hotel, the two ministers sat facing one another just a few feet apart. But the gap between them was vast. Dmitry Kaleba said Russia was demanding Ukraine surrender. They were not going to get it, he said. But he was ready to seek what he called balanced diplomatic solutions to end the war. Sergei Lavrov said Russia wanted to strike a deal. It wanted the war to end. But he demanded Ukraine be disarmed, denazified and neutral. Meanwhile, efforts to provide humanitarian support to the southern Ukrainian city of Mariupol have stalled as intense fighting continues. It's after Russian forces struck a maternity hospital in the city yesterday, killing at least three people. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky has accused Russia of war crimes, but our correspondent in Moscow, Jenny Hill, says Russia's foreign minister has rejected that accusation. Sergei Lavrov dismissed international outrage at the strike as pathetic cries about so-called atrocities purportedly carried out by Russian armed forces. He claimed that Ukrainian radicals had emptied the hospital of patients and staff and used it as a military base. There have been repeated reports of ceasefires failing and humanitarian convoys having to abandon aid missions. Our chief international correspondent, Lise Doucette, is in Kiev. Yesterday's strike on a children's hospital and maternity ward has underscored that in this war, no one or no place is safe. Today, seven humanitarian corridors are meant to rescue people trapped by shelling and sieges. Last night, Ukraine's president, Volodymyr Zelensky, said that so far, 35,000 people had been taken to safety. That's a very small percentage of those still desperate to get out. The U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris, who's visiting neighbouring Poland, says the U.S. will give $50 million to Poland to help pay for the humanitarian aid being given to people arriving there from Ukraine. About 1.5 million people have crossed the border in the last two weeks. Ms. Harris said Russia should be investigated for war crimes. Pregnant women going for health care? Being injured by, I don't know, a missile, a bomb? In an unprovoked, unjustified war where a powerful country is trying to take over another country, violate its sovereignty, its territorial integrity, absolutely there should be an investigation. 
And Britain has imposed new sanctions on several high-profile businessmen with alleged ties to Vladimir Putin, including asset freezes and travel bans. Among them is Roman Abramovich, the owner of Chelsea Football Club, one of the world's most valuable sports teams. The new measures temporarily stop plans by Mr Abramovich to sell Chelsea and stop the club itself making any sales, including selling new tickets to games. The British government said the team would still be able to play matches under a special licence. The BBC's Laura Scott reports. What is clear is that they don't want Abramovich to profit or benefit from the club in any way. So that means they can't sell any extra tickets. Um, Although there isn't a transfer window at the moment, the club wouldn't be able to buy or sell players while Abramovich is under sanctions. But we understand that the government is open to considering a new licence which would enable the club to be sold, but only if it can be ensured that none of the proceeds were to go to Roman Abramovich. Those are the latest developments on day 15 of Russia's invasion. I'm Alexander Griffiths at the BBC.